Amen. All righty. Well, check this out, folks. Recently, the chief of staff of the U.S. Air Force decided he would personally intervene in the recruiting crisis that's affecting the armed forces here in the United States, Tom. And so he came here apparently to Nellis, the Air Force base here, and he opened it up for all eligible men to apply. And so Joey and Bobby, where are you guys at? Hey, praise God. Okay, so they're back there. The two of our interns, right? They're always looking for a better job upgrade, right, guys? Yeah, just roll with it. Okay. Uh, they decide to apply, Mario. Okay. And so the, the general and his aides, they're standing near this uh, brand new jet fighter. And when lo and behold, uh, here comes Bobby and Joey. And, and they walk up and the general sticks out his hand and he introduces himself. And he, and he looks straight at Bobby and he says, son, what skills can you bring to the Air Force? And get this, Bobby looks straight at him and he says, I'm a pilot. <laughs> yeah. Well, the general, he gets all excited, and he turns to his aide, and he says, hey, get him in today. I mean, all the paperwork done, everything, do it now. So the aide takes Bobby off, and, and then the general, he turns to Joey, and he looks at Joey, and he says, son, what skills do you bring to the Air Force? And Joey looks at him and says, I chop wood. And so the general shakes his head, and he says, son, we, we don't need wood choppers in the Air Force. Uh, what do you know how to do? And Joey says, I chop wood. And the general, he just he said, son, you're not listening to me. We don't need wood choppers in the Air Force. This is the 21st century. And Joey says, well, you hired my friend Bobby. And the general says, well, of course, he's a pilot. And Joey just rolls his eyes and says, well, so what? I got to chop it before he can pilot. <laughs> and now you know why I've been asking for prayer for me personally working with these interns. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wee, wow, help, help. I mean, the next thing you know, they'll be eating at uh, this uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, eating chicken behind my back. As if I wouldn't find out, guys. Hello, you posted on Facebook. But anyway, that's right. Uh, believe it or not, folks, did you know I'm not the only one going around, help me, help me, okay, <laughs> working with interns. Believe it or not, the Bible's clear. One day our whole planet's going to be doing the same thing, literally crying out, help me, help me, during the seven-year tribulation. It is not a joke, folks. It's an outpouring of God's wrath on this wicked and rebellious planet, and you do not want to be there. Jesus said it's the worst time in the history of mankind, and that unless God shortened that uh, time frame, the entire human race would be destroyed. How many guys would say that's kind of bad? Yeah, just a little bit, okay? But because he loves you and I, he gives us warning signs, Old Testament, New Testament, all over the place, letting us know when it's getting close, the seven-year tribulation, and therefore the rapture of the church, which takes place prior to that. Therefore, in order to keep you and I from experiencing the ultimate bad day here at sunrise of being left behind, even worse than working with interns who eat chicken behind your back. I still can't get that over there. Uh, we're going to continue in our study. That's right. Uh, the final countdown update. Now, we've already seen so far the first 10 updates the, on the final countdown study. That was the Jewish people, modern technology, worldwide upheaval, the rise of falsehood, wickedness, apostasy, the rise of a one-world religion, the rise of a one-world government, and the last two times was the rise of a one-world economy. And what we saw there is that God lovingly foretold in advance because he loves us, he gave us a heads up. When you see all the world's economies coming together as one, which is happening right now, two days before our very eyes, you're living in the last days. And we saw that with the machinery proof, the union proof, the currency proof, and last time with the cashless proof, where we not only have all the pieces and plans already right now being put into place for this one world economy, but we even have the electronic currency now, i.e. the cashless society that the Bible says the Antichrist needs to pull off the mark of the beast in Revelation 13. We saw it's being promoted all over the place. It's being sold as a convenience, of course, and it's being mandated. Listen, we're for the first time in mankind's history, cash transactions are becoming the only option the only option electronic transactions for you to buy and sell not in just 
small areas, but whole countries are adopting it before our very eyes. Okay? And what does that sound like it's leading up to? The mark of the beast. That's right, Paul. The mark of the beast. Which leads us to our final update on the final countdown study, and that's just that. It's the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast, okay? And this mark of the beast system that's being put into place because we have this formation now of a one-world economy, okay, and a cashless society is not only going to be put into place by the Antichrist and the false prophet themselves, but it's going to be put into place, listen, with the same cunningness and deceitfulness of the devil himself is how they're going to pull it off. But don't take my word for it. Let's listen to God's. Open your Bibles to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. It's going to be our text here. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we're going to read there verses 1 through 10, all right, verses 1 through 10, and uh, let's take a look at the coming of the lawless one or the Antichrist. What can we expect? How's he going to appear on the scene? What's it going to be like? Well, let's take a look, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. When you get there, say moo. I could almost close in prayer. That was beautiful. I could. <laughs> no, let's go on. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse one through ten says this: Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to Him, we ask you, brothers, do not become uh, easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy or report or or letter that's supposed to have come from us, saying that the day of the Lord's already come. No, 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 no. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day is not going to come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. Here's what he's going to do. He's going to oppose and exalt himself over everything that's called God or is worshipped so that he himself sets himself up in God's temple proclaiming himself to be God. And he says this, don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things? Can I translate that for you? Hello, McFly. How many times have we got to go through this? I can't believe you're budging from this. What? Don't you remember I used to tell you these things? And now you know what's holding him back so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness is what? It's already at work, okay? It's moving towards the goal. But the one who now holds it back will continue to do so till he's taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. Can somebody say amen? All right, now, the coming of the lawless one, listen, will also be in accord uh, with who? With the work of Satan, displayed in all kinds of, not real, but counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders, and in every sort of evil that, listen, deceives those who are perishing. Why? They perish because they refuse to love the truth, and so be what? Saved. In other words, these people, even though they could have listened to the truth, they could have uh, benefited from the truth, they could have uh, uh, reacted to the truth, they didn't want to hear it. Don't confuse me with the facts. I don't want to hear this stuff. And so they met their own doom by their own doing. Does that sound a little bit like today? Yeah, people just want to put their head in the sand and act like this isn't really going on. Okay, but according to the Bible, we see that when the Antichrist is uh, revealed, Amongst many evil things he's going to do, he is going to appear on the scene with these counterfeit signs, counterfeit wonders, and counterfeit uh, miracles. Why? Because he is being empowered by Satan, who is a liar and a deceiver, right? So guess what this guy's going to do? Same thing. He's a liar and a deceiver. So this tells us the specific tactics that this guy is going to use to dupe the whole planet into going so far as to getting a mark in their bodies, in their right hand or forehead, in order to buy and sell. He is going to use lying, thieving, murderous, seductive lies to get people to do it. Right? And it's a good thing we don't see anybody in high places using lies and deceit to get the job done. 
This is all over. Can I quote something? The secret power of lawlessness is already at work. It's all over the place, folks. But specifically, when it comes to the implementing of the mark of the beast, the first way we're being deceived, the world is being deceived to take this thing, is by building, through deceit, this universal matrix. Okay, the universal matrix, okay? Now, folks, whether you realize it or not, uh, there is something, a universal matrix, that's being created, okay, that connects everything on the planet that you need to pull off this mark of the beast system, okay? We don't call it the matrix. We call it the internet. Follow with me. It's called the internet. Now, if you'll notice, folks, in a very short amount of time, all information, all finances, all knowledge, all forms of media are being connected and merged into this one matrix called the internet, right? And in a short amount of time, the net, and that's the key word, is closing in on us. Okay, And it's not just in existence right now. Listen, we have been conditioned in a very few short years to accept it and rely upon this matrix for just about everything we do to function in society. Listen, including finances. It's going through this matrix now. You can buy online. You can sell online. You can bank online. Do your studying, your research online. You can shop online, watch TV online, register online, make appointments online. You can do just about anything and everything online. This internet, i.e. matrix system, and it's global, all right? Now, it's a giant matrix system that is starting to control everything we do, listen, including our finances. The trend is people don't even like going into stores anymore. Why? Because you can just go to the matrix and what? Buy and sell, okay? And, and do all your finances, okay? Now, as I've said before, this is why I believe this term here in the Bible, I'm not gonna say, thus saith the Lord or anything, and Revelation 13 says, without this mark, you will not be able to buy and sell. I believe personally that that term, buy and sell, is a loaded term. Okay? I think that's just the tip of the iceberg that you will not be able to do uh, in the seven-year tribulation. Okay? When you think of the internet, when you think of this matrix system, okay, and if you weren't able to access it, buying and selling is the tip of the iceberg you won't be able to do. You'll literally become a non-citizen overnight just like that. And it, it, you talk about leverage, okay? And see, that's the problem. That's the problem with this matrix, guys, is we're not just getting used to it to do just about everything we do in order to function in society, including our finances and buying and selling. But that's the problem. What if somebody hijacked this whole matrix that's controlling all this information, that's controlling all the finances, that's controlling this ability to buy and sell? I mean, you talk about a power play. If one guy literally could grab control that whole thing, I got a theory and it goes like this. I bet you that guy, he's got awesome leverage now. He could make, he could order, he could force, he could cause you to do just about anything. Where have we heard that before? Revelation 13. That's what the Antichrist does with the false prophet. He is going to make, force, order, cause people to worship him, take this mark, or you will be shut out. And eventually you're going to die. Okay? Now, here's the whole point, folks. Believe it or not, that's exactly what's starting to take place. Internet's been up and running for a little while now, for quite some many years, right? We're all now pretty well conditioned. We're tied into this matrix, right? Stage two is coming in high gear right now. The ability to access this matrix now. See, it's all been about freedom, right? We can hop in at any time. Isn't that nifty? Isn't that awesome? It's being taken away. Now that we're used to it, now that we're plugged into it, the freedom to access the internet is being taken away. Now, I want to share with you a map, and this is from Open Net Initiative, and these are the guys who uh, track this kind of thing, right? who's restricting access to the internet, i.e. the matrix system. Now, as you take a look at that map, let me explain it. As you can see, a large portion of the planet is covered in green. 
Okay, and that signifies area where there's little or no uh, restriction. And if you notice, the areas that are green is pretty much the backwoods of the planet. You know, South America, the middle of Africa, not a big, giant, high population. Now, the white areas are those that are starting to be selective, okay, with the matrix. The yellow is those whose position are changing in the worst direction. But as you can see, a huge portion of the planet there on that map is pink. And this signifies, according to Open Net Initiative, listen, the worst offenders, the worst offenders of internet restriction. Now, notice the worst offenders, according to this map, it isn't just Russia, it's not just China. Look over here. It's us, the United States. And if you notice, it's Britain, the UK up there as well. The worst offenders? And see, this is the problem. This is the seduction. This is the lying. This is the deceit that's being going on and foisted upon you and I. You see, we here in America, we think, oh, we're not like those communist countries, you know, China. You know, of course, they block their people, but we've got total freedom here in the United... No, we don't. According to these guys, what we have in place, whether you realize it or not, folks, we are categorized just as bad as Russia and China. We're the worst offenders on the planet to access the matrix, okay? Now, it's about to get even worse, we already saw what the FBI is doing, the NSA is doing, and how they're using, they're tracking our emails, they're tracking all kinds of stuff, data, social networking, all that stuff. Remember that? That's, we're on the, that's why we're on that list, partially so. But how many guys have heard this uh, Sony scare thing, the Sony hack job, right, that supposedly North Korea did? Key word there, if you've been doing your research, is supposedly. Because the research is coming out now, it's like, wait a second, now that the dust has settled and they got what they wanted, we can't really find a tie to North Korea. In fact, the only thing we can find is it was an inside job. But you see, if you create a crisis, then you can manage the outcome. Remember, any, I, I told you guys this before. I have a general rule. Anytime that they play in the media something over and over and over and over and over again, I mean to the serious redundancy, you better pay attention to what's going on in Congress, you better pay attention to what's going on in the government, and you better pay attention to what they're trying to cram through. And they use this as an excuse, this supposed Sony thing, as an excuse for the government to now take control of the internet. Isn't that so comforting? Because we all know they're doing such a fantastic job on the IRS and healthcare and ooh, yeah, and now they can control the matrix. Folks, it's a pack of lies. Okay, it was all used. How's the Antichrist going to operate? How's he going to put this into place? Lies, deceit, cunningness. And that's exactly what went on with this latest scare. Let's take a look at that. No foreign nation, no hacker, should be able to shut down our networks, steal our trade secrets, or invade the privacy of American families, especially our kids. So we're making sure our government integrates intelligence to combat cyber threats, just as we have done to combat terrorism. The U.S. government has stridently asserted that North Korea was almost certainly responsible for the Sony hack, with no evidence whatsoever. Look at this New York Times headline. Halfway down the article that we read, it is not clear how the United States determined that Mr. Kim's government had played a central role in the Sony attacks. In other words, there's no evidence whatsoever to back up this claim. In fact, the only evidence that really does indicate anything is that this hack attack on Sony Pictures was an inside job. In order to justify draconian cybersecurity measures like the ones that Joe Lieberman called for in giving the White House the same power as China to censor and shut down the internet. And just by coincidence, Obama State Department official 
Catherine Novelli was meeting with China's internet censorship czar. This is the guy overseeing the Great Firewall of China, the infamous government censorship program over the entire web. She was meeting with him at an event in Washington, urging cooperation on cybersecurity between the United States and China. So isn't it convenient that right at the time the cybersecurity legislation is stalled in Congress, as the Obama administration shows its desperation to regulate the internet, now we have this convenient Sony hack that can be used to grease the skids for tightened control. And tonight I urge this Congress to finally pass the legislation we need to better meet the evolving threat of cyber attacks, combat identity theft, and protect our children's information. That should be a bipartisan effort. Yeah, that's what it's for, it's for the kids. <laughs> Gotta make sure that they can still get to those little pet shop websites, play those games. <laughs> what? Excuse me? Oh, and by the way, it's once again, what's the, what's the, the it, those dreaded terrorists. How much mileage are you going to get out of that? With all due respect, okay? But as you saw, folks, when you do the homework, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, okay, we've been lied to. Somebody used cunningness. Somebody used deceit. Right when this baby was stalled, it ain't going nowhere, because that's a major attack on our freedoms. Boom, here comes this big old scare. It's played over and over and over and over and over again. <gasps> okay, I guess we've got to do it. Create a crisis, you can manage the outcome. Now, if you thought that was bad, the United States government controlling here in America, uh, our access to the matrix, the internet, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's about to get even worse. The same administration, the current administration, is also talking about giving up control of the internet, period. Listen, to a global entity called ITU, the International Telecommunication Union. Okay? And this works like the UN that controls the governments around the world. This would, therefore, this one entity would control all the communications, including the internet, around the world. And guess who they're going to model it after? Russia and China. You know, the ones that we're working with already. This is crazy, folks, but this is really happening as we speak. Let's take a look. We created it, but now the administration is giving it for free to the rest of the world. The Obama administration about to hand control of the internet to what it describes as the global community. So we've created the internet, we've done a great job sustaining it, keeping it running, it works great. Why would we do this? The Obama administration has said, let's open this up to global governance, to, to governance that includes other countries like China and like Russia. They're going along with censorship in a communist country. Pretty shocking. Now, a government-controlled international body is making a play to become the new place where the internet's future gets decided. It's called the International Telecommunication Union, or ITU, and in December, the world's governments will meet to decide whether to expand its mandate to making important decisions about the net. They get to make decisions about our internet without us even knowing what they're discussing, and then tell us once the decision is made. But the really scary part, the countries pushing hardest for ITU control are the same countries that aggressively censor the internet. In Russia, making a YouTube video against the government can get you two years in jail. In China, you can't even get to most social media websites. And Iran is trying to build its own national internet and email network to keep the entire population under its control. And now, our administration, the current administration, wants to give it up to these guys. 
to control around the world. You know, if I didn't read the Bible, I'd say that uh, somebody's probably got a plan here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the next thing you know, if one guy, you got it in one global entity, and if some guy hijacked that global entity, then he can control the whole thing, which means he can control what people buy and sell for the first time in mankind's history. It's all being promoted right now. In fact, they really are making sure that everybody on the planet is plugged into this matrix. Listen to this. They're now getting ready to do a couple upgrades on the internet, okay? And one of the things that they're talking about is turn the internet into what's called the outer net, where they will use tiny satellites, and this is a direct quote, tiny satellites to, quote, take the whole world online. They will use what's called CubeSats, little tiny cube satellites, that will, quote, provide internet to every person on earth. Now, everybody can get into this matrix. Then they plan on taking it to the next step. After that, it's called UberNet. Listen to this. You get all the satellites around. Every person on earth is tied into this matrix. Listen, this will now provide an all-encompassing information environment where accessing the internet, this is a direct quote, accessing the internet will be effortless. It will be all tied together with mobile, wearable, and embedded computing. You know, like maybe something in your right hand or, or for, that's a direct quote. So you put it all together and, 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 and see, for those who refuse to love the truth, for those who don't want to hear this, for those who don't want to hear this kind of stuff and perish because they didn't want to listen, you won't get it. But for those who read the Bible, and you can see that the Bible says in the last days the Antichrist is going to do this stuff. Cunningness and deceit, just like the devil, is how he's going to pull it off. Only the scripture tells you exactly why all this is happening the way it is. Because you put it all together, it goes like this. First, you create this universal matrix. You get everybody used to it and dependent upon it for just about anything, including buying and selling. Then you grab control over it on a countrywide basis. Then you eventually give it over to a global entity. Then you make sure that the technology truly encompasses the whole planet. Everybody's connected to it. And now all that's left is for one guy to hijack the whole system. And he can control what people buy and sell. This isn't 50 years down the road, folks. This is being put into place right now. Which leads us to the second way that we're being deceived. Okay, the planet's being deceived to receive this mark of the beast system is now with a universal ID. A universal ID. Now, this shouldn't be too much of a surprise. I'm not promoting this, by the way. But it shouldn't historically surprise us because remember what Hitler did with the Jewish people? He marked them. And a marking system is coming again. The Bible's very clear about this, folks. Only this time, it's electronic. Okay, but again, you're thinking, well, why would he do this? Well, again, put yourself in the Antichrist shoes. You got this ultimate goal. You got to control the whole planet, specifically what they're going to buy and sell. Now, we just saw you've already, for the first time in mankind's history, provided this universal matrix system that provided the platform to control the buying and selling. But how are you going to connect people? How are you going to directly connect people to this platform so you can control their access to it? Well, thanks for asking, Jim. It works well with my notes. We'll get you your gum later. Uh, well, hey, I know. What, how about we issue everybody on the planet a universal ID card that they had to have with them at all times in order to access this matrix, in order to buy and sell. And if they didn't have that card, or if they weren't issued the card because they didn't do what you said to do, they'd be shut out of the system. Wouldn't that work? If you were the Antichrist. And folks, can I tell you something? That too is already not coming. It's already being put into place. There are calls even for here in America, not just calls. Most of us don't even know this. There's laws already passed 
that here in the United States, we're all going to have to have a universal ID card. Okay? It's called the real ID. Like a frog in a pot, we've been warmed up to this. Now, uh, a universal ID card, that does sound like Hitler. Show me your papers, right? And you won't be able to function in society without it. That's Hitler, right? They're doing it here in the United States under the guise of terrorism. 2005, we'll get to that in a second. Bush put that into play. Okay? But, but, but this isn't the first time, right? Uh, first of all, we've been warmed up to it again. Remember the Social Security card? For those of you who remember, when that was first put into place, it was for, quote, only to be used for tracking the individual accounts only for those enrolled in the Social Security program, and they promised it was never, ever, 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 ever to be used for ID purposes ever. Try functioning in America with that one now, right? So again, we get warmed up to it. In fact, listen to this. You, so talk about Social Security card. Remember, it's never supposed to be for ID purposes. You can hardly even do anything financially without one. Listen to this, 80% of the top banks and 96% of the top credit card companies use social security numbers for people to access their accounts. You can't even get into the finances without this number. That's never supposed to be for identity purposes, okay? But again, as far back as 2005, that was our warm-up. We're all used to that. Yeah, okay, so they lied, whoop-de-doo, right? 2005, President Bush put uh, into play the Real ID Act. And it was part of a military spending bill, just kind of tucked away in there. And what that was, was mandated electronic ID cards for every American to make sure that you're not a terrorist. Okay? Now, people have been scoffing about this for years. I remember t talking to the congregation up in New York when I passed it up there. People, oh, come on, Pastor Billy, you're an alarmist. Oh. Well, guess what? Next year, it's in full force. They kept putting in delays because people kept freaking out initially. But the freakout stage is over. And next year, it's coming into place. And without this universal ID card here in the United States, show me your papers. You will not, here's the first stage, you will not be able to board a plane. You will not be able to access government services without this universal ID. In other words, you want to function here in America? You have to get this universal card. Let's take a look. In 2005, Congress passed the Real ID Act, which required enhancements to state-issued identification. It's a measure that goes into effect later this year. Real ID is a federally mandated new higher security ID like this one from Wisconsin. Note the star in the upper right-hand corner. It'll be added to the new Real ID compliant licenses issued in D.C. You'll need one to enter federal buildings this fall, and by 2016, they'll be required to board an airplane. Nevada was one of the first states to offer these real ID cards, and they have been doing that since November of this year, even though it's not federally mandated until 2016. So to apply for the real IDs, you will need the original copies of your proof of identity, like a passport or a birth certificate, along with proof of residency and your social security card. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. There's that number again that was never supposed to be used for identity purposes. You need to have that number to get this new approved card. But without this card, for the first time in American history, you would not be able to, you just heard, board a plane, get into a federal building, and listen, guess what now they're proposing? You won't be able to access the matrix. Quote, the new online ID system would allow the government unprecedented power to control your access to the internet. You know, where you buy and sell and finances. 
The White House dream, dated back several years ago, may soon become a reality. The idea was proposed by the current administration, listen, of a single secure online ID that Americans would use to identify their identity across multiple websites, uh, starting with the government services. Okay, you start right there. It's being called the driver's license for the internet. A driver's license for the internet. And it's going to go across all government services. Now listen to what you would not be able to access if you didn't have this universal card. Quote, you couldn't get food stamps. You couldn't get welfare. You couldn't file your tax returns. You couldn't register for a fishing license or any of those kind of licenses. It would run the gamut of all key government agency services and could work for any website and it would become an all-access token for the internet. Without this card, you couldn't access the matrix. Without this card, even here in America, well, you probably couldn't even buy and sell and get any food, could you? Oh, and we're not the only ones doing this. See, for those you don't want to hear, they perish. But for those who pay the attention to the Bible, it's cunningness and deceit in the last days. It's not just America's doing this. This is happening all over the world. We know now where it's headed because we read the Bible. The Bible says it's the Antichrist, Mark of the Beast system. European Union's doing the same thing, not just here in America with Real ID. They're preparing to give its citizens universal identification so they can freely move about from country to country. Japan has already launched a compulsory system, which you have to, ID system. They call it JukiNet. It links all their citizens to a nationwide computer system. Germany's doing it too. So is Mexico, Africa, even Israel is getting in on it. And they're specifically being used uh, and promoted uh, by financial institutions. It's not just an identity card. They're taking all that, those cards, as we saw before, and they're taking them into one. MasterCard and Visa are helping to promote this around the countries. It's not just identity purposes. It's for buying and selling, too. Uh, uh, MasterCard is wanting to, quote, create a cashless economy for more effective governance around the world. The United Arab Emirates are making are putting forth a mandatory national ID card to replace bank cards. So again, it's being tied into the finances and their system is being developed to, quote, integrate their services for global use anywhere in the world. So now they're looking down the road, says, now I can use this one card, not just in this country to buy and sell and prove who I am. I can keep buying and selling wherever I go. And if you don't think that this mandatory ID card system to access the matrix isn't going global, um, Listen again, quote, globalists are calling for the entire planet to adopt a universal ID system. Anybody seen where this is going? Globe, I'll read it again. Globalists are calling for the entire planet to adopt a universal ID system, listen, where a digital identity card is automatically issued to you at birth. You get a number the moment you're born. And this would allow you and to be used when you go to the hospital. These are direct quotes. When you vote, when you do your banking, or when you do your shopping. You know, buy and sell. What kind of a freaky world are we headed for? Anybody glad for Jesus Christ and we're not appointed unto his wrath in the seven-year tribulation? <laughs> no wonder he said this is the worst time in the history of mankind. You don't want to be there. But let's put it all together. You, don't, you, you fall for the cunningness and deceit unless you read the Bible. But you got to listen to it, right? Not run from it. 
You put it all together, this is what you come up with. First, you create with cunningness and deceit this universal matrix. You get everybody used to it, dependent upon it uh, for just about everything, including buying and selling. Then you grab control it. Then you get it over to a global entity. Then you create a universal ID card to connect people directly to it. And if they don't have this universal ID card, then they can't access, access the system. They become a non-citizen and they can't even buy and sell. What's that sound like? That's the foundation for the mark of the beast, folks. It's being put into play right now. In fact, one guy said this. I love this quote. He says, do we really want to go down this road? He says, think about it. Identity cards can be lost, stolen, or forged. Quote, what's next? Permanently implant identity cards? Which leads us to the third and final one. That's exactly where it leads to, step by step, folks. It's heading towards the universal mark. Again, put yourself in the Antichrist shoes. You got this goal of trying to control what people buy and sell on a global basis. You've already established this global matrix system. You provide the platform. Now the ID system to access this platform, okay, that you can control it now. But you got another issue that goes on here. You got to somehow get this card into their body parts, specifically their right hand and the forehead. How's that going to happen? Well, let's remind us, folks, that's what the Bible says, not me. Revelation 13, verse 16 through 17 says, He also forced, again, forced... This guy's going to have some leverage. Small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or his forehead. Why? So that no one could buy or sell unless he had that mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. So the Bible says there's going to be a universal matrix that the Antichrist, the false prophet, they're going to control. They're going to connect people with this to this universal matrix, uh, uh, specifically with a marking system to control their buying and selling with a body part, specifically right hand and forehead. My question is this, how in the world is he going to get them to do that? I can see with cunningness and deceit, you could trick people into creating this global matrix that you're now dependent upon. I can see that. I can see you getting people, unfortunately, uh, who are, have been conditioned to not care about their freedoms and go along with the universal ID and all that stuff. But how in the world are you going to get people to do this? And put something, some mark on your body part in order to access the system? How in the world is he going to get people to do that? Well, folks, it's the same tactic that he's got the first two stages already done. It's called fear. He knows human nature. He knows human history. People are more apt to surrender their freedoms in a time of fear, even if it's drummed up fear, than in a time of peace. And he's doing the same thing. You see, there's one problem. There's one fearful thing about all these electronic ID cards that they're pushing out on us. They're not secure. In fact, they're so not secure, unsecure, that it's created a new crime. It's called electronic pickpocketing. Tell me how secure these things are. Let's take a look. Speaking of protecting information, your credit card numbers could be stolen without you even using your credit card. Crooks are using high-tech scanning devices to grab your personal information as they walk right by you. Watch this. These people in a mall have no idea their credit card information is being stolen all at the same time, just by someone walking right by them. Luckily this time, it wasn't taken by a thief, but a security expert with the National Crime Stop program. They call it pocket surfing, electronic pickpocketing, crowd hacking. How's it happening? Chris Gelpin says it's something as simple as this scanner and a device to boost the power, all available online. 
It's the same type of technology that allows you to wave a credit card at a store with a chip like this on it and not input any other information. So this chip has all that information stored right there on your card, but a crook could come along with a backpack like this, have a scanner inside, it's just not safe. You might as well go ahead and post everything on a sign like this for everyone to see your name, the account number, and the expiration date. How fast does it work? In 15 minutes while walking through this Houston mall, Gilpin was able to snatch up credit card numbers from 39 people. Now, we're only showing the last four digits, but the crooks get it all. Accounts, codes, and PIN numbers. Security expert Walt Augustinowitz argues... It's like putting the bad guy inside your purse, inside your pocket. And he warns smartphones can also be programmed to steal the same information. He created this innocent-looking tic-tac-toe game as a disguise for the rogue app which is programmed to look for contactless cards. This is your card right here. And that's all Augustinowitz needs to buy stuff. Copying the data onto a hotel room key to show how he can now use it at this restaurant. Thank you. Appreciate it. If it's that simple, why are these cards allowed? We first checked with the Better Business Bureau of Northeast Florida. Tom Stevens says he's aware of the electronic thieves and says banks are as well. So, you completely know about it. Not just the credit card companies, you absolutely know about this. Even the banks know about this. It's a serious security flaw, right? Why in the world are you pushing these cards? Well, before we answer that, I just want to put the nail in the coffin. Folks, these are so unsecure, and these are the things that they're pushing. Uh, you may already have one, as we saw last week, whether you want one or not. They're, they're mandating you got to get these new microchip cards. Okay, but ID cards, the same thing, all in, with the microchips. That's what they're pushing. But they're so unsecure, folks, that other companies are cashing in on it, and they're now offering scam-protected jeans, wallets, backpacks, and that's right, ladies, even nifty blazers that you could wear to protect your information. Watch this. And this is supposed to be secure? Yeah, right. Watch. A lot of people assume that, hey, I shut my notebook, it goes to sleep, right? It's safe. It's not necessarily true. And same goes for a smartphone. Uh, even though your smartphone is asleep, there are certain tasks happening in the background. A hack shield can help prevent uh, information from being gleaned unwantingly. DOS Keyboard is bringing to market a backpack and a messenger bag in addition to a wallet that all incorporate HackShield to protect you and your personal data and information from wireless infiltration. Yeah, these babies are secure. Aren't you guys glad that they went ahead and switched them out on you, whether you wanted one or not? Now you got these microchip cards carrying. 
Excuse me? Did you catch the part that it says it can be scanned from up to 30 feet away? You don't even have to be that close anymore. And granted, folks, maybe it's just me. Maybe the peas done roll out of my casserole a long time ago. Maybe I'm a french fry short of a Happy Meal. Maybe I actually have to work with interns who eat chicken behind my back. I'll give you that. <laughs> give me a break. If I can go out right now and buy scan-protected jeans, backpacks, wallets, and that's right, ladies, that work at Blazer to protect my cards. And it's being backed by Norton Security. I'm kind of thinking these things aren't that secure. How about you? So again, the ultimate question then is why in the world are they pushing this? Why are the banks pushing this? Why are the credit cards pushing this? Why is the government pushing these kind of microchip cards? Well, could you say create a crisis, you can manage the outcome? I think hopefully you know where it's going, folks. You see, if you get everybody used to accessing some sort of matrix system with these external ID microchip cards to buy and sell amongst other things, and then all of a sudden, oh no, we got a crisis. There's a horrible security flaw. What are we gonna do to make these things secure? Hey! I know, Ruth. How about we just skip that whole microchip card thing altogether and we put that microchip in your body somewhere and then you never lose it, you couldn't be stolen, be so secure. Wouldn't that be great? Now, as we already saw, folks, people are already doing that. They're getting these microchip implants to make financial transactions. But 90% of citizens right now, latest survey, in six different countries said they would be willing, 90% in six countries, said they'd be willing to use their biometric information, their body parts, okay, 90%, in fact, it's so weird, an ex-DARPA director, remember those guys, and Google executive, both are working on brain chips, we'll get to that maybe in a couple of weeks, they are saying pretty soon, these microchips, you could either have them on you externally or internally, they're going to become the new way to authenticate yourself wherever you go. Here's what they got planned for us. So let's take a look. Well, we're thinking of a whole variety of options for how you could do better at authentication. So you can start with nearer-term things like uh, tokens or fobs that might have NFC or Bluetooth embedded in them. But you can also think about a, a means of authentication that you could simply wear on your skin every day for a week at a time, say an electronic tattoo. So I, I'm wearing one here on my arm. Can we Do we have here. a camera to get a... This is, a this is a developmental system made by MC10, and it has uh, an antenna and some sensors embedded in it. And what we plan to do is work with them to advance a tattoo that could be used for authentication. Now, it may be true that 10 to 20-year-olds don't want to wear a watch on their wrist, but you can be sure that they'll be far more interested in wearing an electronic tattoo. And that can have a design, right? Because sure. they would certainly want some kind of cool design. Options, right? options. And that's something that you wear, but you could also imagine including authentication in just your daily habits. So I take a vitamin every morning. What if I could take vitamin authentication? What? Vitamin authentication. Look, I have one right here. Well, here, I'll let you hold it. Mm. Would you like to hold it? I'll hold it. Okay. <laughs> so this... You guys see it? This pill has a small chip inside of it with a switch. It also has what amounts to an inside-out potato battery. When you swallow it, the acids in your stomach serve as the electrolyte, and they power it up, and the switch goes on and off. And it creates an 18-bit ECG-like signal in your body, and essentially your entire body becomes your authentication token. 
It means that my arms are like wires, my hands are like alligator clips when I touch my phone, my computer, my door, my car, I'm authenticated in. First superpower. Like, I want that. But, think of this. We obviously reject that because we know better. Put yourself in the world who knows nothing about the scripture and the younger generation who's being brainwashed that this is the way to go. Put yourself in all the churches across America who refuse to teach the Bible and specifically Bible prophecy so they don't know. And what did Paul say? They perish because they do not want to hear the truth. Okay? But let me get this straight. So you first create this universal matrix to get everybody dependent upon it for everything, including buying and selling. Then you grab control of it. Then you get over to a global entity. Then you create this universal ID card to access the system. But you purposely build in a security flaw so you can offer your ultimate goal. Hey, how about just taking this stuff on the outside of you and the inside of you? Mark your body to self-authenticate yourself. This is all being put into play right now. Not 50 years down the road. Right now. And that's why Jesus is always says this, Luke 21, when these things begin to take place, hey, Christian, <laughs> stand up, lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. That's good news. That means Jesus Christ is coming back to get us, his bride. Okay, it's getting close. We don't know the day and the hour, but it's getting close. So let's not get there empty-handed, amen? Let's get busy sharing the gospel, leading souls to Jesus Christ because that's why we're still here. But if you're here today and you're not saved, hey, I think it's pretty obvious. Heed these signs, heed these warnings, give your life to Jesus now because you don't want to be a part of this antichrist system. Why do you think he has you here today? Most people on our planet today haven't had it spelled out for them like this. But God brought you here. He did it for you. Respond. Don't be left behind. Amen? Well, hi. This is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and Get a Life Ministries. And I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, before you go, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? You see, here's the problem. The Bible says that nobody automatically gets to go to heaven. And that's because God is holy and we are not. The Bible says that the wages of our sin or our unholiness or the wrong things that we have done have separated us from God. And the wages of our sin or unholiness uh, means that we deserve to die and receive God's judgment to go to hell and not heaven. In other words, we're disqualified for heaven. And that's because God being holy and us being not, the two cannot mix. So what are we going to do? Well, that's bad enough. The other problem is we don't even want to admit this dilemma, even though God already knows it all. And so out of love, God gave us something called the Ten Commandments to show us that we're really disqualified for heaven. We're not holy. We're not perfect like him. Uh, let's take a, a look at just a few of those uh, here today. Uh, the Bible says, the Ten Commandments says, you shall not bear false witness. That means lying. How many of you ever told a lie before? Well, those of you who didn't raise your hand, you just did. Okay, let's be honest, folks. Let's not tell another lie. We've all lied. Well, believe it or not, that disqualifies you for heaven. That's how holy God is. He is the truth. He does not lie. And so that makes us a liar. Another of the Ten Commandments says you shall not steal. Okay, how many have ever taken anything without permission? Well, all of our hands should have went up at that one. Uh, we've already said we're a bunch of liars. Okay, well, we've all done that. And it doesn't have to be a bank. Uh, it could be a pencil in the third grade. Uh, that means that we're a thief. Okay, 
The Bible says that God is so holy, even his name is holy. And that's why one of the Ten Commandments says, you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. Hey folks, isn't it ironic how uh, now the blessed name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says there's no other name under heaven by which men might be saved, Jesus Christ, has now become a cuss word? Folks, the Bible says that's the sin of blasphemy. Okay, and folks, let's be honest. We've used God's name in vain uh, before. The Bible also says in the Ten Commandments, you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus takes the standard even higher. He says, listen, it's not just physical adultery. He says, surely I tell you that if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you've committed adultery in your heart. God looks at the heart. One more out of the Ten Commandments says, you shall not murder. And you might say, well, hey, I haven't done that one. Really? The Bible says that the sin of hatred is akin to the sin of murder. You, in other words, in your heart, wish they were dead. You pulled the trigger, if you will, in your own heart. And the Bible says God sees that and it's just as bad. He knows the mind. He knows the hearts, the thoughts, and the intents that we have. Folks, that's just five out of the Ten Commandments. How are you doing? Not very well. None of us can keep them. They're God's x-ray to show us that we're disqualified. And so when, not if, your time comes, because we're all marching towards the grave at different speeds, you're going to have to stand before God. And you're going to have to uh, say who you really are. He already knows. Hey, God, let me into heaven. Uh, I'm, I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer, adulterer, and a murderer. Folks, the Bible is clear. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's the problem. Here's the good news. God so loved the world that he sent his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him, what he did on the cross, on our behalf, that we will not perish, we will not go to hell, but he will give us the gift of eternal life. Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of all of our sins. It's something that we don't earn. We, we, we can't earn. It's a gift, the Bible calls it. And a gift cannot be earned. He was taking the death penalty in our place. That's what the cross was of the day. And that if we would just ask Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins and believe that in our heart that God raised him from the grave, showing that his death is satisfactory to God to forgive us of all of our sins, no matter what we've done, the Bible says we shall be saved. Uh, the Apostle Paul says that if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the grave, we will be saved. Let me give you a common analogy of what God's doing and what he did for us with Jesus dying on the cross on our behalf. Uh, in life, we know that people uh, can be sentenced for a crime uh, to where they're actually on death row. Uh, the courtroom scene has completely finished. The gavel has already sounded. Uh, they are going to jail and they're just awaiting their time before they go to the death penalty. Uh, as they're sitting there in the jail cell, uh, it, it's a proven fact they did what they did. Everybody knows it. They're just waiting for that time for their uh, number to come up, so to speak, and walk down that hall and be executed. Uh, there's nothing they could do to reverse their crime. No amount of good works in that jail cell can reverse what they've done. It's too late. It's over. But believe it or not, there's one way that people even today can get off a of death row. And that's if the one in authority, the governor, if he were to, out of mercy and kindness, nothing that the person did, because they don't earn it and they don't deserve it, and they can't earn it. If he would grant them what's called a pardon, out of the kindness of his heart, he has the authority to grant them a pardon and absolve them completely of their crimes uh, against the state. 
And did you know that there's actually been people that this has happened to, that the governor, out of mercy, has granted them a pardon as a gift, and they've gone down to the jail cell and handed that person, extended it through the bars, here, I'm granting you a pardon. If you would just receive it, you can go free right now. And did you know that there's actually been people who've said, no, I don't want your pardon. And so what happened is of their own doing, even though they had a way out, they still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, can I tell you something? That's what God did for us with Jesus dying on the cross. He sent his son to take the death penalty in our place. He, God, has the authority to grant us through Jesus a complete pardon. And every day that you're still alive, God is extending to you spiritually this pardon. But a pardon does you no good unless you reach out and receive it by faith. Won't you do that today? Won't you call upon the name of Jesus Christ? Ask him to forgive you of all of your sins, to trust in his work on the cross, to pardon us from all of our crimes, our sins against God. God loves you. He wants a relationship with you. But there's only one way to heaven. It's Jesus. There's only one way to get off a death row. It's through the cross of Jesus Christ. Won't you do that right now? Well, this has been Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and, and Get a Life Ministries. And if there's anything that we can do for you, uh, please don't hesitate uh, to contact us. Uh, our number, our information will uh, come up here on the screen shortly. And uh, uh, if there's anything we could do for you, please don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless. Thank you for watching this presentation from Sunrise Baptist Church. If you would like to send us a letter or any other kind of postage, you can reach us at 1780 Betty Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89156. For more information, you can give us a call at 702-452-8599 or email us at bcrone at getalifemedia.com or you can visit our website at www.getalifemedia.com. Billy Crone and this ministry can also be found on Facebook and Twitter. Join us for services at www.sunriselv.com.